0: This is your USA Profiles. I'm your host, Abigail Jacobs, joined on this episode by Jodi Jacobs. Listen in for our conversation about her passions in the multi-generational family approach to community support. We cover her journey from being a young mother to the primary caregiver for her mom, as she progresses through dementia. So, today we are joined by Jodi Jacobs. She's become a fostering member of a number of community support groups and initiatives, but I've always known Jodi because she's one of my many, many cackling cousins from the Jacobs clan. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today, Jodi. How are you? I'm good. I'm holding back the cackle. <laughs> Don't do it. Let it go. Let it fly.
1: (laughs) I become more reserved with my cackle.
0: (laughs) Unless we're all sitting around a family table, then you just can't hold it back. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. If you could just tell us a bit, we always start with, tell us a bit about your family. So I am a
1: mom of three, a grandmother of five. I've been married since 1998. Uh, I was actually a teen mom, which was challenging. I went through a lot of self-doubt. Throughout that time, until probably I was maybe 30, 35, when I really, you know, like said, oh, okay, look, I did this, these are my choices, and, you know, all of that. With my first child, I really thought about what I was going to do, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, not that any team mom's choices are beneath me or above me or whatever. But
0: everybody has their everybody journey.
1: Everybody has the yeah. Everybody has their their life's path to to lead. But um, I really chose to be a mom. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I was going to commit myself to this, to to being a mother as best as I could. Yeah, I think that actually led me to doula <laughs> because as People know I am a trained doula with the uh, Guamandi Sa- Shastan Serawis Always group in Guanajuato. Yes, um, uh, which is a wonderful group of women uh, whose purpose is to support any woman in their their journey of becoming a mother, or even loss. You know, because that is part of it. Mm. You know, so I think I wanted to be the encouragement. That maybe I didn't have not not so much didn't have I didn't readily hear about it, you yeah. know it's like almost a a stigma as a teen mom, you know it was like oh, you're shameful, you know whatever yeah. because I, you're you're copying from. From a generation of my mom where it's like, oh, you know, (laughs) you you don't, you don't do that, you know, sort of a thing because it's, it's generational. And I could, I could reflect back now and see how the generations have changed. Yes. You know, like how uh, a coworker of mine once put it, she said, well, it's a baby and babies are happy things. No matter what. No matter what. A baby
0: is always good news. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Regardless of the circumstances.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah,
1: And if you put that first and foremost, then you can make your choice from there for how you're going to be a mom or, or if you choose not to be a mom. Mm-hmm. That's totally your choice. Um, and I think that me choosing to be a mom also allowed me to respect people's choices. Yeah. You know, like I'm not here to say that you have to do what I did or you have to do what this book says or you have to do what this says. But you have to inform yourself about all of your choices. Right. And know where to seek out the information and know that you're not alone in, in this journey of, I don't know anything. Mm -hmm. You know, like we've all started from that. (laughs) All started from that. You don't know anything but survival. Right. Yeah.
0: You know, I find it funny too, how you say, um, like becoming a a teen mom and Mm -hmm. getting stigma from maybe at the time it was your parents or anything like that. And the funny thing to look at generationally as well is that I'm sure that when your mom and dad started their family they were quite young were they not I mean yeah. generationally as you go back yep yeah. the couples started and families started young and young and young yep yeah. 18 or you know some 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 women in that
1: generation would be married at 17 and have yeah. their babies you know right away so I was 16 I was 15 when I was pregnant and I was just newly 16 so barely 16 I, I still never say knew I'm 15 that. yeah 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 so you know, it was. Uh, I I had dropped out of school, and I I was having issues with, with I guess, school, and hmm. you know just as being rebellious. You know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and there was no taming me. I guess you could say, <laughs> but that's a whole other issue, right? That's a whole like I know where that behavior came from.
0: Yeah. So you you grew up as um, the only girl in a family full of brothers. Oh my God horrible. (laughs) (laughs) So tell us a bit about, about your family growing up. I'm the youngest of three older
1: brothers. And, and now that we're adults, we all have different experiences as, as, you know, you, you have different relations with your parents. Yep. I remember raising my kids, like I'm going to go back raising my kids. And, and one of my children would say, well, how come you don't do this? Or you don't yell at this one for that or this and that. (laughs) And it's like, I've always said, each child is different, so mm-hmm. they need to be uh, reared in a different way, right? Yeah. So your you relationships. You not treat everybody, everybody the same, the same way. because we're all different. So I was really fortunate in my family growing up in New Jersey. At first, we we always had family living with us. Okay. So we were a multi generational household, which I'm gonna get into
0: later. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: I highly believe that you know. This generation or our parents' generation sort of like pushed away from that.
0: But, hmm.
1: You know, growing up with three older brothers, I was, I guess, encouraged in a way, you know, like I was, I could say that I was spoiled. But spoiled in a way that wasn't materialistic or, say, temper tantrum, Mm. but spoiled in a way that I had a certain level of digging in my heels and, you know, saying that this is how it's going to be and that's how it went. You know what I mean? Yeah. But not necessarily being so bratty as you would, you know, like spoiled in that way.
0: No, but you were were supported and you were given your care and love. You were spoiled with love and support. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was spoiled with confidence, I guess you could say.
1: Which is sort of a heavy burden. Oh, yeah. It's a heavy burden when you talk about how everybody expects you to be a certain way. Mm. And that goes back to me being a mother again. Yeah. You know, it's like you have this pressure of needing to succeed, needing to succeed, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but learning how to fail also is is difficult.
0: Well, especially, and I mean, the majority of our lessons and the most important lessons come in failures, mm-hmm. and to have to face failures, especially being a person who's always been so supported, to be confident and yeah. to to have that confidence in your decisions. Yeah. Failure is not really an option.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and. Also, it's a double edged sword, right? Because you could stay in this little this little unit that your family believes in you so much that you don't really have to go out to get any sort of I don't want to say validation because it's not validation, really um, any sort of extra experience, Mm -hmm. you know, like branching out. So and then moving here. Like, m- my mom's family um, mostly is in the States. She does have family here in Gonawage because mm-hmm. her mother is from Agbasasne. Okay. Originally. Mm. Um, but her grandmother is from Kahnawake. So my mother's grandmother is from Kahnawake. So cool. Yeah. So moving here, my my mom's family, where we're always so close. She comes from a large family as well, 10 children. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, like, tons of cousins <laughs> on both sides. But. Living there because my grandmother always lived with us or next door to us.
0: That's in Jersey. Yeah,
1: in New Jersey, you know, we were always like the hub. So everybody was always there in and out and get togethers and everything always happened at our house. And then moving here and having like um, a different family structure Mm -hmm. because our family is close. Like our family, like, yeah, we know each other, but it's weird how we don't go out of our way. Yeah. To, to, you know, the, just like pop in.
0: hmm Well, yeah. and especially because our family here in Kahnawake, like we come from, um, well, and that's <laughs> to get into the big family tree, but your father was Roy Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, my father, Martin, who were brothers, and they were part of a big-
1: Ten children. Ten
0: children as yeah. well. And Majority so, boys. Yes. Yes. And so that huge family tree- And then, especially when you go down into them all having their own families Mm -hmm. and everybody branching off and all these kinds of things. And it's hard Mm -hmm. to, especially like you're saying, you come from that where you're the multi-generational house and everybody comes. Now you're moving here and it's all over. I was talking with Uncle Walter one day
1: and he said, you know what? It was almost like two separate families Hmm. because the older five were already like starting to go on their way right yeah. they're they're building families and you know all of that and then uncle walter was i think he said he was the oldest of the younger group Yeah. so of like this big 10 this, child family yeah and then Ista lived with us so now talking with our parents cousins kids you know they say oh yeah we used to go there all the time and i was like damn, I missed all of this, you yep. know? <laughs> like, we used to be there all the time because Ista was there. So that was their grant, their, their Dura too, right? Their Ista. Yep. So, yeah, it was like, yeah. yeah, we would go there all the time. And we would have <laughs> soup and, you know, we'd go play at the rink or whatever, you know, pop in uh, anti and, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it was cool to hear that because, like, for me, I didn't experience that. Yeah, We moved here and then it was like, okay, it was all the younger kids and then, you know, the
0: older kids were all doing their thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay. And so now, and of course now, you know, as you travel around, going to wall game, there's always that thing where it's like, you have to make sure with your parents, that one's your cousin. That, that one's, one's your cousin. cousin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's something
1: that like, there's always somebody in the family who knows everything, right? You call yeah. them up. I'm grateful for my mother-in-law because she's, she's like a mom to me too, right? I, I'm I'm lucky. I have several mothers in my life who, <laughs> who have contributed to raise me and I take bits and pieces from everybody right so like she she knows everybody (laughs) (laughs) or even my my husband's grandmother I was very close to her too so she always knew everybody you know and you could just pick up the phone and say
0: who is this person who's that family oh you're related and this is how you know it's like crazy so now I love that you're speaking of, you know, coming from a family where it's support and coming mm-hmm. from this huge network of women and people who you're banded together and taking experiences from. And I see you now working with Planet Consulting, mm-hmm. which is an all woman led company, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 And uh, tackling numerous projects within the community. How did this company come to fruition?
1: Well, I mean, I can't speak for sure because mm-hmm. it's not my company, but Charlene Sherman uh, always wanted to, uh, she's very community oriented. Yes. And that's where I guess we bond over that, right? Like selfless, community oriented. She is much more of a go-getter than <laughs> I am, you know, it's like okay, give me a list of things to do, and that's what I'll do. <laughs> you know, you know. Anyway, a I I can. Be this a is the role too. that you're playing, yes, though. Yeah, yeah. So, um, right now, what I am working on part time is the KPELCC, which is the Gottenawage Partners in Early Learning and Childcare, and it sort of it it resonates with me because I look at it from a point of view as I want to. Inform families. I want to build strong families because families are the foundation. Mm-hmm. And I go back to me choosing to be a mother, so I am the foundation of my family. Yep. Being a doula, I want to build strong moms because they are the foundation of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and this just ties into, a, you know, early learning zero to six. They need to be emotionally supported. They need information. They need to be encouraged and, you know, get information out there. The way that it can come off as not being so institutionalized.
0: Right? Like how you mentioned already, it's not, it doesn't have to go by a book. It doesn't.
1: It doesn't. And, and like, I'm not um, necessarily a traditional person, <laughs> Um, I wasn't raised that way. However, I I long to be that way. So mm-hmm. in my life's journey, in my path, I'm learning as I go along. And it's funny how how the more that I learn, it's like, oh, it's like that that's my life anyways.
0: I have this conversation a lot with my father and Mm -hmm. where we talk about um, and because of, again, the way that he was raised Mm -hmm. and how you mentioned with the 10 kids in the family and the whole community and all these things. And we talk a lot about traditional values. And then we always have to, and I think that's something in Kahnawake that you have to end up differentiating where it's like, okay, but there's like traditional, Uh but then there's traditional. So there's like people who follow traditional in the sense of. Going to Ganusesne and all -hmm. these different teachings and and culturally traditional that way, but then also just traditional in the sense of like old school family raising and and the way that things were back in the day, and and the values and the cores that you get and how those things do end up coming together to be the same thing. Where whether you make it to Ganusesne to learn those teachings and things in that place. Or whether you're learning them just from your family and the values that you have instilled in you and your beliefs, they all end up becoming that great set of core things that we're going to work from.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's that's like the beauty of Kahnawake or, mm-hmm. or any, any First Nations community, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, um, I often joke, I say, you know what, the government made a bad boo-boo by putting us all together, you know, because... <laughs> You, you were together, and in it could be bad, and it could be good, right? <laughs> but when it comes down to um, keeping uh, values alive, regardless if we weren't allowed to practice our ceremonies mm-hmm. or or things like that, it was still inside of us. Yep. You know because we're connected to this earth here. Yeah. You know, and and I just think that that's um, even if even if say. Things were different and, you know, indigenous people were all over all over North America, you know, spread out, not just regulated to living on reserve. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we would have a different still a still a different connection because we are from this earth as opposed to the settlers who aren't, you mm-hmm. know, and that's why they could move clear across the country and and, you know not make it to big family events, you know? Yeah, and I know. He- and
0: everybody has their different frames yeah. of reference that they're coming mm-hmm. from and their different cultural backgrounds. Yeah. And that's great because that mm-hmm. makes the world. For sure. And for us, it just seems, you know, as for Ngwa people, it just seems that intrinsically, we always come back down to these kinds of beliefs and like the kind of work that you're making sure to, I guess, promote mm-hmm. and support with your project that you're doing. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, it, like, helps me, right, because of, you know, you talk about intergenerational trauma, right? How your parents raised you, how you raised your kids, and me being a grandmother at such a young age, <laughs> um, I know so much more now than when I had kids. And that's the beauty of my role as a grandmother now. Yep. You know, it's like I get to, I get to be uh, another safe space of teaching for my grandchildren, you yes. know? You know, they just, it, the, the shut up and don't cry about it, the way that I was raised. And pro- the way I raised my kids, you know, like most people are like that. Well, there's that a time. threshold for yeah. crying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every <laughs> mother can read. <laughs>
1: for sure. And that's where duras and grandmas, you know, and mm-hmm. istas and, you know, they just, they step in. And and they're the person who's going to have the extra patience. And, yeah. you know, I just think that my life has had a path that was already chosen. I, I totally believe that. And I had children young and I'm able to be a grandmother young, but I'm also able to care for my parents, mm-hmm. you know, and still have the energy where I don't have little ones to raise. Yeah. You know, so so it worked out in my favor and in my parents' favor, you know, in that way. Um, and my grandchildren, Two, I think boundary setting is, is an issue <laughs> for everybody, <laughs> even me. I mm-hmm. preach boundaries, you know, but I, I have an issue with saying no. And, you know, I think that's just, that's just an ungwe mm-hmm. woman, woman too. You know, it's like, yep, yeah, bring it on.
0: Yeah, bring, bring it. it on. Don't worry, let's Don't keep worry. on moving. Let's get it,
1: let's get it done, yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, you mentioned now that you have this opportunity to also take care of Your Mm -hmm. parents and your mother, Georgette, is now living with you. Yes. As she progresses through the stages of? Dementia. Dementia. Yeah. And um, how was the process of making that decision to have her move in with you? So uh, I waited
1: probably. So my father passed away in 2017. My mom was probably officially diagnosed around 2015, I believe. Okay. But prior to that, she had she had signs right and it was only when my father called me you know it's like okay the little boss daughter is coming she <laughs> she needs
0: to take care of something because that's my role in the family and it's and it's so funny right because you have you're the youngest of all these brothers <laughs> uh, and it's like no we need to call you're, you're calling Jody yeah i i got the title of boss i'm I'm the boss baby
1: <laughs> the original <laughs> boss baby
0: <laughs> yeah um so yeah
1: i mean not that you know, we we decide things, and I'm fair. I'm extremely fair, and I'm logical, and I'm able to take emotion out of decisions. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, I can do that. And when I can't, I say it. I can't. I can't be objective, you know. But 2017, my father passed away, and and we we've been discussing it. I I have been discussing everything. I'm I'm I force the conversations, mm-hmm. but you know, luckily they. They sort of listen, or they don't. <laughs> I don't know, but I think they do. <laughs> you know, talking with my mom. So before, when she was able to make the decision, you know, like what do you want to do, and and uh, when it comes to that time, and and I get it. She
0: was afraid, and she was like,
1: uh, you know, like,
0: well, I don't know, and well, but- and especially, and that's the hard thing, right? Because they're your parents. They're they're adults. They're they're totally autonomous, and they still. You know, to make this transition into the next phase and especially to get a diagnosis yeah. like dimension, to know that this is what's coming at you. Yeah. But to still want to have your autonomy and to still be yeah. the parent. The parent. I'm lucky though. My mom is, she is
1: very passive by nature, mm-hmm. right? she go with the flow. Mind you, she does have a very stubborn streak. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And I I'm wonder learning where you got it, it from. <laughs> 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 right? Uh, so, uh, yeah, we talked about it. And she said, well, I'll just hop around. And she was referencing uh, the late Ginger Delarone, how she, she lived with all her kids. You okay. Know, she, she went from home to home. And, oh, it's your week now and everything. She said, I like to do that. And then uh, my brother Randy said, well, mom will just move in with me. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, <no. laughs> he, he's great. He's great help. And so you know i i kept her at home i i we we allowed her to stay home for as long as possible but it came to a point where i can't run two households it was getting hmm. it was getting crazy the things about dementia is that if you look in her living space it was like whoa this is what her brain looks like huh you know so every day it was taking all of her clothes out or
0: you know okay. having them
1: all over the place and hmm. because like her, her life was laundry and dishes. Yeah. You know, Who, not not that that's a bad thing. No, but, but she was a homemaker. She was a homemaker. It's what she knows. It's what she
0: knows. Yeah. It's part of her core. Yep. Of regular her schedule routine. routine. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. So even, even though it's funny um, when she, uh, like, I'll give her a basket of towels to fold and it's like, oh, this isn't, this isn't my mom anymore. You know, huh. it's, it's a little, but I, I look at it. As, you know, like, I'm learning. I'm learning. So, yeah, it's sad sometimes. Of course it is. Oh, I could just imagine how scrambled her head feels, hmm. you know. And, and that's a lot of it. So when it was probably December, right before Christmas, and that was my in. You know, I'm strategic. Okay. <laughs> I'm strategic. So it's Christmas. Oh, Mom, Christmas is coming up. Winter's coming. Uh, why don't you just stay with us over the holiday? Yep. You know, so she stayed and at this point she really needed to need extra help with uh she she had home care at that time okay. um so she needed extra help and it was just you know a matter of time before it starts to get worse yeah. uh so she stayed with us over the holidays and you know the holidays were a bit sad and and being with her 24/7 now it was like oh okay you could see how she's processing things and she's not She's not quite understanding uh, who people are. Yeah. You know, uh, she she does. She she knows they're familiar,
0: but she doesn't know their name, you know? My sister always laughs because she's she'll see you guys out at the bank or at the post mm-hmm. or something. And so she'll go, hi, Auntie Georgette. It's me. It's Carrie Ann. And she turns, I know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, oh, good. <laughs> you know, like, she's like, I don't want to upset her or anything. Like, I know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: she'll say that. And not really know. Oh. That's the funny thing. We won't tell her. No, we won't no, tell okay, Don't again. tell her <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, she'll say that or or she'll say, I don't remember who they are. Who are they again? After she said, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah, I know who you are. <laughs> you know, so it's funny how dementia or Alzheimer's, uh, any degenerative brain disease like that. You know, I, I think people need to talk about it more. Oh yeah. And you
0: know? that's why I really wanted to talk with you as well, because you you have all these different things. and And that's the really cool thing that I am I mean, honey, like I'm impressed. <laughs> you're you're one of my role models because you've gone through, as we've said, raising your family. yeah. and you worked your nine to five, yeah, and you bust your son off to lacrosse all the time. Oh my God. And you got your daughters through the crazy years in the private school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. and and then you found your <clears throat> time for, okay. My kids are older and you're going to start doing passion projects and you're in this Mm -hmm. with Planet and doing Mm -hmm. all of your community engagement Mm -hmm. and doing your doula training Mm -hmm. and now finding time to still have that inter, the Mm multi-generational family with taking care of your mom through this transitional phase.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm fortunate though. Like a lot of people don't
1: have the opportunity to leave a job Mm -hmm. and okay i'm just oh, it's gonna, scary it's scary it's really scary but let me tell you i loved my job i did but you know it's like uh, it, it was time mm-hmm. it was time for me i was in a different phase of my life my husband and i finally got to know each other really because you think <laughs> i was i was 14 when we met and, he was, tw- mm-hmm. and <laughs> he was older you know that's another thing that i had to deal with right you know it's <laughs> like oh my god now that i'm older i'm like what the hell? I <laughs> would Want kill my kids. kids. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just being able to have that honeymoon phase, right? Yeah. We didn't get to have any of that. We had kids and, you know, all other things and life and, you know, going through his addiction and, you know, all kinds of things. So I could write a book. You probably should. <laughs>
0: this is why I'm talking. I'm like,
1: yes, get her in. I can write a book, but um, yeah, you know, I mean, we're Peter and I share all of our story. Yeah, all of it, all of it. Anything we don't, we don't care. We want people to know that you're not alone when you're struggling through any of those life's challenges. Because although you may see somebody walking down the road, oh, damn. have it all put together. Believe me, nobody has it put together. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody. We all struggle. Yep. We all struggle. Imposter syndrome. That's my big one. Ah. Oh, I struggle with that, like, as of
0: late. (laughs) Well, and especially living in the society that we do right now, where it's all like, get the perfect smiling baby picture and get the, you know, get the pictures for the social media, but really behind the lens and off the phones. Yeah. Everybody's a real person. And, you know, I mean, one of the things that, that
1: I would love the community to challenge or or create, or have is, like, a whole week without any internet. Imagine? Oh, my God. You know, like, a whole week of just unplugging and going visit your neighbor. Yeah. I'm going to bring up the the community watch issue thing. Okay. Okay. I get it that people don't feel safe, but I always feel safest Mm -hmm. here in this community. Mm -hmm. And it's because we all know each other. And I think that the, the internet, the connection, the younger generation, perhaps, um, I don't know, it's just my thoughts because I'm a thinker, um, <laughs> about how disconnected they are. People don't help their neighbor. People don't say, you know, you have your kids with you and say, oh, that's so-and-so. They live there. Yes. You know? And, like, I get that there's a lot of traffic. In the community but we have economic development mm-hmm. we have all kinds of other things going on we tourism we invite people here uh we want to show them that we're we're friendly i get it you don't want people on the back roads i totally agree but you know what google
0: maps is there yeah it's it's part of it's part where the world
1: where goes. the world is going right now and if you don't take your children on a walk through your neighborhood and say, these are the people, knock on their door, say, hi, my name is so-and-so. This is John Deere. I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> This is your neighbor and, and he's an okay guy. If you have a problem, you could, you know, like yeah. we've always taught our kids. I just, I was just very laissez-faire with mm-hmm. my kids more or less, you know, it's like, we always had, we were the young parents, so we always had all the kids at our house. You know, everybody was in our yard playing soccer, baseball. You know, we had the pool and all of that. We had babysitters galore in the neighborhood. So it was like a community.
0: We grew up in a community. Yes. And I find that we've lost that somewhere. Well, and especially it's hard because most of the kids are on their devices, their communities are now online. And whereas we as the parents do still remember, this small gap of years ago where it was pre-internet mm-hmm. and that we did still have that community neighborhood. And, and I think that's what a lot of people are longing for, especially as they see the world moving on and moving forward. And we as Kahnawagueronus still remember that and have that, again, traditional values instilled in us of what we want safely for our kids and to have that network of community members that we can depend on.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's just ways to do it that are more natural. We don't need another organization in the community. <laughs> we really don't. We don't.
0: No, we just need to know our neighbors. We need
1: know? to know our neighbors. We need to know our neighborhoods. We need to know our sections of town because we're growing. Yes. You know, we're growing. Mm-hmm. And and it's a great thing. You know, it's a great thing. I just think that, you know, communication is key and not shutting down and having a set of guidelines. You know, no, that's not the way life can go. You Mm. cannot go by a set of guidelines. You can't. Life is just too crazy. Mm -hmm. But going back to the Internet thing, I think it's more dangerous on the internet and your kids you're not watching your kids on the internet.
0: Yeah. You know, like that's a whole other thing that I have on my head. <laughs> all right. So we have a list of all the things and these are probably projects that we're going to start seeing popping up soon again, because <laughs> you I... have all of your, your groups and things that you're moving on. I
1: hope, I hope, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm trying to take a little time right now though, is just like slow down because I have a lot on my plate with my mom. Yeah. And you know, um, I just want to, it's, it's, Getting more, it's becoming more difficult for me mm. to to work with her being there. Like, you know, uh, dementia is a funny thing.
0: Oh my god, I love all your That's posts, and That's I love funny. that, like you said, you know, your family is an open book, and you like to share as much as possible. Yeah, I love seeing that. Yeah, and um, witnessing your transition into yeah this this caregiver for your parent. Mm-hmm. And were there any kind of resources or things that you found as you're going through this journey with your mom? So prior
1: to COVID, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she used to go to the Elders Lodge. Okay, and I'm gonna go back to organizations, and I don't, I don't. I'm grateful for the organizations that we have, but I really
0: think that they're dropping the ball mm-hmm. on on people like myself. Yeah, or for your
1: situation, for my for my situation. Again,
0: no? not everything can go by one guideline.
1: Exactly, exactly, and and I think uh, at this point in time, I think. For me, I live my life by benefits versus risks. Hmm. My mother has limited years left. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'm not afraid of her getting COVID. She's double-vaxxed, whatever. I'm not afraid of her getting COVID. I think twice about hopping on a plane, but believe me, it's in the back of my head. (laughs) It's like, I want to go places with her still. Yeah. It will be challenging to bring her because... Uh, she she gets anxious sometimes. Um, so I know that it's going to be, a, there's going to be a point in time where I can't, mm-hmm. where I'm not going to be able to bring her. She'll feel better just being home.
0: For sure. But
1: I also think that by me spending all of this time with her, yes, she gets annoyed with me. I get annoyed with her. Uh, it's sort of like teenage years again. <laughs> but the roles have reversed. Yeah. And I can't, and I, you know, you can't scold her and Thankfully, you know my my children help, and uh, my brothers will help, and my husband's a saint <laughs> because he ice play. cream. <laughs> yeah, and like my doula training is great mm-hmm. because it's you can apply just being somebody who's there for someone else, and that's really you know like the main thing. Yeah, just. Being there without any ego, without any judgment, without any purpose, just being there for somebody else, and that's really what's keeping me, <laughs> you know, going and and being able to to tolerate and being able to handle the ups and the downs and the highs and the lows, you know, just just to be there for her and make her feel safe.
0: That's- and- Being a doula, you mentioned your doula training, Mm -hmm. and there is um, a group of women in town who do have doula training. Doula is different from midwifery. Yes,
1: yes. We are non-medical, non-medical support. Okay. So we are emotional, uh, sometimes physical support, knowledge, Mm -hmm. knowledge keepers, knowledge carriers. We will find the information for you if you need, if you need recommendations, you know. I think every woman should have a doula for their whole life. Yeah, <laughs> for their whole life. <laughs> not just for birth. Yeah, not for just for whole, birth. For your whole life. Yep. Your whole life.
0: You know. Have you gotten to assist in any births in the community? Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah. yes I have. Um I've had several clients. Yeah. It it's
1: all different and and again, I come from <laughs> my whole world has sort of shifted. Mm-hmm. I understand regulation. I understand contracts. I understand the purpose of them and everything. (laughs) But uh, for me, you know, if somebody comes to my door, if somebody asks me a question, somebody wants some information, I'm not saying, well, you have to sign this contract. (laughs) You know, it's like, I don't know. I just think that, yeah, it's, it's, I struggle. You're there and you're able to help. I'm there and I'm able
0: to help. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. If people wanted to be able to find you or to find these groups, where can they go to uh, to find more of everything that we've talked about here—the the doula and the okay. the early childhood and all these kinds of things—to yeah. find these resources? So everything is on the Facebook,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate communicator, I guess. Yeah. Um. So the KPLC. K-P-E-L-C-C has a Facebook and Instagram. Also through Planet Consulting, they have a Facebook. Uh, so you can see any projects that they're promoting at the time. And, and you know, like we've done several different things. We have our hands in a lot of different things over there. You know, we were doing surveys for DEWA, consultation, all kinds of different projects. Mm-hmm. And that's what really from my nine to five, same old, same old, I needed something That was change and also community oriented without any really big strings attached, you know, so I could be in and out, you know, like, and just be a little part and see things, plant a seed and watch them grow. Yeah. On your own terms. Yeah, on my own terms. And I think that's a lot of what Planet wants to evolve to. Yes, we're going to have our clients and, you know, all of that, but... This is the feeling that I get from Charlene.
0: You would have to ask Charlene for sure. But, <laughs> we'll put but her on the list of people yeah. I want to
1: talk to. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, my God. She has like tons of big dreams. She's, yeah. she's like a big dreamer. Big, big, big. She thinks big all the time. Why can't <laughs> we? <laughs> Going back to organizations, they're so stuck in this book of rules. And it's like, okay, hold on. Rules don't fit everybody. Mm-hmm. They don't. And they have to be able to be modified. And they have to be able to include so many different people. You know, and maybe that's why you have different grassroots. You know, that's that's where things like Gwandi's Shuts Don't always came in. You yeah. know, it's like we we're grassroots. We don't We don't have any core funding. Everything that we do is either we look for funding for it. Or our clients pay us to to offer our services, you know, so it's not a job. It's a it's a community benefit, Mm -hmm. I think. I think it's really a community benefit. And we are on Facebook and Instagram. Our Instagram isn't that great, but (laughs) Facebook, we are on Facebook. There's a group. Uh, You can follow us. And we always all of us, we all. Post interesting articles, um, encouraging words, you know. You could inbox any one of us. There's a list on there that has all of our names. Uh, so,
0: yeah, we're on there.
1: The KPELCC Facebook and Instagram as well.
0: And it's all it's all out there and it's all accessible. It's all
1: accessible. It's all accessible. And usually the KPELCC, we have uh, different campaigns throughout the month. So this month we're doing a month of kindness. Nice. Yes. And, and I think that really ties in with the climate of the community right now. You know, kindness, just, just going, see your neighbor. Kindness doesn't have to be huge. It could be the simplest thing as saying good morning when you're on your daily walk in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when, when Charlene and I, we used to ride our bikes in the morning, but I don't anymore because, you know, I have other commitments, but, um, Yeah. I would make it a point. Everybody who passed, regardless if they had headphones on, regardless if they reciprocated the good morning or hello, I don't care. I'm spreading it. (laughs) I'm spreading that kindness. I'm, you know, if I can make somebody say, oh, look, somebody said hi to me. Acknowledge each other. You know, don't be the Walmart people where you go like this (laughs)
0: because you see somebody (laughs) from town. It's a small difference. It takes a lot of confidence and courage, courage. But once you start doing it, it becomes normal and it does. It spreads kindness and it brings everybody just that little much closer together. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes you feel good too.
1: Yep. It doesn't matter. You get you overcome a fear. Overcoming a fear is, is big. It's big. Mm-hmm. Cause once it's done, it's like, holy crap, I feel good. I accomplished something, right?
0: Yep. Yeah. And it's worth it.
1: It's worth it for sure.
0: For sure. So yeah. That's the words of wisdom that we have today from Jodi. Thank you so much for joining us. No problem. My pleasure. Thanks for listening. I'm Abigail Jacobs with Yerdi Profiles. Yerdi would like to thank the Community Media Strategic Support Fund for supporting this initiative. Views and opinions
1: of the guests expressed in this podcast do not reflect those of your and its employees.